0: Godspeed, gentlemen.
1: May the pig god have mercy on your soul.
0: <laughs> Blood for the pig god. Pig for the pig god? Pig for the pig god.
2: Let's go. Mox is for the mock stars. Welcome, we are doing it, we're here, it's the number one podcast in the entire universe I checked the numbers, number one in the universe podcast, we're ranked number one I don't know what the metrics are, but that's us, the Mock Stars podcast
0: I think there's a few filters on there, but it's definitely true
2: No, definitely, within some categories
0: Yeah, 100% We can get there
2: Uh, Number one podcast in the universe, Uh, we talk about Magic the Gathering I'm here with Jordan Yo And Evan Number one. Number one. And uh, I'm number two or
0: three or four (laughs) or five. How is he going (laughs) to play this out? (laughs) I don't
2: know. I'm Chris. And uh, we're somewhere here and we're ranking each other today. Uh, Yeah. Check out our link tree below. Uh, Like, subscribe. If you leave a comment, you may even win a sticker. Dude, our sticker.
0: You really should. The sticker is just. You know, like when the lottery every week, week, when it doesn't get won, it's just like the compounding excitement. You guys would not believe how many weeks we've gone without getting the sticker out. So no, I we, swear
1: to God. It's not even without getting a sticker out. It's the consecutive weeks without getting a single comment. on. The That's YouTube why we video. haven't gotten a sticker out. Because the first person that
0: comments gets a sticker. So... <laughs>
1: <laughs> that sticker
2: is hot. It's a, it's a chase variant. Well,
0: oh yeah, for yeah. sure. You're gonna want one. I keep going on
1: on there on the Mockstars Stars like profile, like our, our and I keep commenting first. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe people think that this, somebody won
2: the sticker because you're all saying that you're first.
1: All my shits, all my shits covered. They're like, oh God damn it, makers. I was so close.
0: And then yeah. Evan Kunai, whoever that is.
1: Oh yep, my, my all my stuff's covered in Mockstars. Stars. Are you
0: mailing yourself stickers now? Yep. Yeah.
1: Have to, mailing them to the deli so I know where to get them. Nice. All right. Let's get on track. What are we talking about today? Today we're talking
2: about uh, Magic the Gathering. We're talking about stickers.
0: Uh <laughs> oh my god. So, uh, quick recap. <laughs>
2: yeah. Just uh in case you're just tuning in we're talking about stickers on this podcast. Uh but first we're talking about vintage gaming a little bit. Just uh you guys have been getting deep into some Pokemon on some legacy systems. Yeah, just a little like
0: off meta topic. We're calling this off meta right here because that's what we like to brew. Uh, off meta but not jank. Off oh, meta, but not jank. Exactly right. Thank you, sir. Yeah, Evan and I just been, uh, I don't know, tripping on some some retro uh, nostalgia, you could say.
1: Yeah, Jordan sparked this whole thing. Like, he went out and he, like, he'd like he been talking about getting...
0: I don't really know co- what got me into it initially.
1: Yeah, and it, might, it might have just been something on Instagram, but it was just one day you came back and you're like, dude, guess what I found at the Pink Gorilla? And I was like, what? And he has like this... NES Special Edition SP, and so I can't believe I like, found it in the case. I'm like, whoa! Like, holy shit, that's so cool! And then it was like two days later, uh we made a trip down to the uh the same shop to like maybe find a game or something for for that Game Boy. And Jordan
0: stumbles on Pokemon Crystal. Like, yeah, there's. As I started getting a little interested in this, I found out how many other people are also interested in this right now. Uh, so is, talk- is Pokemon popular? It is popular. Wow. And, and all the, and all this vintage stuff is really popular. Um so Game Boys are hard to come across. All the Pokemon games are expensive and hard to come across. The amount of people modding
1: Game Boys is is, is high. It's like, really high. It's I really d- cool though. Yeah, I didn't think it was like going to be that have that big of a following. But when we went to Comic Con this last weekend, we saw that like even devoted vintage game shops had custom Game Boy Advances that were like three hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah.
2: What What is the uh, mod going on here? Is it aesthetic or is there some uh, hardware upgrades?
1: Both. It's all of it.
2: Okay. Yeah. yeah. Brand
0: new screen. So it has this called the ISP whatever whatever. Uh, so it's. OLED screen, super high quality, and then the Game Boy Advance before the SP wasn't even backlit, so like, Ooh, okay, it was a
2: brutal to play, dude. So this is kind of like the fans taking this hardware that they love and just like updating it because like Nintendo discontinued the line, right? Yeah, correct, right, right, right.
0: Um, yeah. And then so I've seen them with rechargeable batteries now, mm-hmm. the USB C chargeable batteries for these super old things, which I just get a kick out of. Um, uh, you can then you can do all the crazy cases for aesthetic you can do clear cases you can put LEDs into that if you want to go nuts you know what I love
2: I love a like a uh, clearish case like that purple tinted one that and OG inside is the, all the wires are different neon colors
0: yeah
1: that yeah. is my favorite yeah and it's wild to see some of these modders who are like uh, I saw the it was for my first time ever I saw it but it was someone who cut a 3DS in half or a DS Lite in half just took the top screen completely off and left the Game Boy slot available so they're like hey you can't get a Game Boy because they're super fucking popular right now well we actually butchered a couple of DS lights so that you can have a Game Boy <laughs> and I was like whoa how much you want for that and they're like it's 70 bucks and I was just like that ain't a bad deal not have that. that's not a
0: bad deal at all yeah so, it's been a fun, weird journey. And then, like, now we're just kind of checking out these Pink Gorilla shops regularly and trying to find some other ones.
2: By the, it, pink Gorilla is a chain here in Seattle. Is it, like, in other cities? No, Do it's People just, know what we're a, talking a, about? Or
0: No, this is a local chain. But there's tons of places. There's tons of places okay. that are selling vintage games. And talk to them like they're like we get Pokemon stuff in and it's gone same day multi like hours and then people buy it immediately like same with Game Boys and like GameCubes all that shit right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah we're not like on shrooms or anything chasing pink gorillas through yeah.
1: the street it just trying to find Pokemon yeah. games. It's, it's so funny you say that because like I know nothing about
2: Pokemon I'm like slightly Oh p- you're like yeah, yeah. is there a big
1: gorilla in <laughs> yeah. that yeah. game? Yeah.
2: <laughs> and just like uh, I, I did go to see the uh, live action Detective Pikachu movie but I got so high <laughs> <before. laughs> and then also knowing nothing about Pokemon, and then also that movie being uh, wild on its own terms. It was yes. an experience.
0: How did you like it as a person that doesn't know anything about Pokemon? Because I haven't even seen the movie. Uh, I like Rita Ora. She was
2: in that, right? <laughs> I don't even know. Yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> is it, it's Rita Ora or Charlie XCX is like oh, uh, a okay. female love interest. I okay. See. Yeah. Uh, no. I, oh, it was. I, I was losing my mind. <laughs> in a good way. I love it. <laughs> had a great time.
0: I would do Mushrooms and Go watch that movie. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I wonder if
1: they'll do, like, a 10-year anniversary of Detective Pikachu.
0: And maybe, like, Ludicolo would scare the shit out of me because oh. I saw it in the, in the trailer and I'm like, oh, shit. Honestly, if Pokemon were real in any sense, it would terrify the shit. Right? Pokemon like, was. the Ludicolo behind the bar, and I was like, that's a fucking demon.
1: yeah. Imagine Coyote Ugly, but with Ludicolo's on the bottom.
0: What's a, what's a Ludicolo?
1: <laughs> like, okay, so Ludicolo is like this. Oh, fair enough. Cacti- duck. Yeah, no, that was a real question. No, no, no. Yeah. To, that's absolutely fair. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Ludicolo is this like dancing duck billed cactus creature with a sombrero. With a sombrero. <laughs> oh, like a cactar from Final Fantasy. Kind of. uh, sh- uh, sh- well, w- with a duck bill and huge oh, eyes, yeah. he's always dancing, and he's okay. kind of, he's very very heavy set. He's a l- he's a large Pokemon. Uh uh-huh. um, But he wears a sombrero, and he's known for dancing constantly. So I was just imagining in my brain if Pokemon were real, a kind of okay. <laughs> a ugly bar. So so Pokemon <laughs> can do
2: that shit, but J.K. Rowling is canceled. I, All right. Oh God,
1: get God. out of here! God. Wow.
0: <laughs> Are we canceling no. Evan live right now? <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, what would you rather have me say? Uh, <laughs> I feel like he was in that movie. He was like the bartender. I saw the trailer in it. Okay. But, uh, fair enough. Again, you were getting high. And- yeah, the situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. I'm not asking you to recall that movie. Uh, it's uh,
1: Honestly, it was sh- shocking how good it was. How good that movie was. I loved it. Like Even just through the end, it was just kind of crazy. Guys, team trip? team trip? Team trip? Team
0: Oh, literally! Watch the movie, well, yeah, like, literally. Should yeah, we take some it. mushrooms yeah, yeah. and I'm go in. watch this movie. I'm in. Oh, team trip. <laughs> <laughs> trip! All right, yeah. Uh, vintage gaming, though, it's pretty cool. Oh though. yeah, it's been uh, pretty sick. And uh, I' not gonna lie, I do want to kind of get into this modding world, like a little bit. At least I've, I've seen you can buy the cases. I the coolest one I've seen is you can get a CNC aluminum like milled um, case for your SP. And you pretty much take all the parts out and then you put it into it. And it actually has like more of an original like Game Boy shape, mm-hmm. but a really nice high quality anodized aluminum. So you get it to pick your color. Um, and they do the same thing, like really nice milled buttons and stuff. Uh, so you get a really nice remake. And it also fits um, a slightly larger version of those like backlit high quality screens. Um, and you can fit in like a large rechargeable battery, like twice the size of the OG battery. Um so I don't know, there's a lot of cool stuff I've been seeing people do. And I'm definitely not gonna rip apart the special edition one I got. So now unfortunately I have to go buy another fucking SP so that I can rip that one apart. Ninety dollars later. Exactly. So that's down the line. But uh no, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah,
1: the uh if you are listening to this. If you're still tuned into this episode, which where we're talking about Magic: The Gathering, yeah, we're we talking about
2: Magic and stickers and Pokemon. It, yeah, and
1: the stickers yeah, yeah. are usually Magic usually related. related. Yeah. If you are listening to this and you have any of these like games laying around, here's the crazy thing: is that they're worth a fuck ton. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: Like, sell <laughs> for Magic
1: cards. There's the transition. Yeah, there edition. you go. Well, <laughs> now I, uh, I, I was like, honestly shocked but I realized that like with the popularity of this like hobby of like coming like coming back around people wanting to like dig into their childhoods a little deeper is I went out and I bought a DS and then I turned around and they're like oh we have a copy of Pokemon Platinum and I was like well how much is that and they're like it's $130 and I was like yeah just give it to me just pass it over I guess I'm just doing it (laughs) because if I blink that thing will be gone you know it's like that's how hot
0: these items are yeah we've been playing the game for like the last three weeks you've seen how fast everything is so it's like i didn't buy a few games and i went back and they were all gone i can't even begin to tell you how
1: hard it is to find pokemon black it is like (laughs) not that old of a game and it's not even that highly sought after Mm. i just can't find it so yeah if you got if you're sitting on any like pokemon yellow or anything like that go see what they're worth at your vintage game shop i'm sure there's one near you if you're in a uh, metropolitan area well kyle
0: honorary mock star who was just on the podcast he, we just had this conversation with him. He just was like, oh, yeah, I have all of those. I've never gotten rid of any game I've ever had from childhood. I'm like, Kyle, you're sitting on like $1,000 right now. Yeah. Go buy magic cards. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> and our
1: seamless transition into a Magic the Gathering topic. What are we talking about,
0: Ritter? Uh, we're talking about universes beyonds. This is something you're actually pretty excited about. Uh, in more f- th-
2: some aspects, in of it. some
0: aspects, more yeah. than I had expected. So, what are you? What are you hyped it on? Uh, impending.
2: So, uh, wizards announced the upcoming universes beyond set, which is going to be modern legal, I believe. Um, is Lord of the Rings like, which is just like a sweet IP. I love that IP. I. It I is know sick. you Guys are Lord of the Rings heads. Oh yeah, huge fan. Okay. Okay, and I uh, I'm psyched for it. Like, typically, I don't go for this stuff, but I bought so many of these collectors bundles. I'm buying all the commander decks.
0: Anybody like, who has listened to a few episodes is also going to be slightly surprised by your stance on this.
2: Yeah, this is not my <laughs> usual stance in regards to any Magic product, <laughs> right? Uh, like, I full on just want to build like uh, my own like battle decks for this, and like. It's wild. I just love it. I just it's just like such a synergistic marriage of like IP and the game. Like it fits really just within the you know, mechanics and lore of the game. I think it's gonna slot in there. I think it, there's gonna be a lot of fun cards in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think there's gonna be a lot of great
1: art with it.
0: Totally. Uh, I'm, I've yeah. seen like a few of the spoilers and so even just some like a uh, fan, like concept arts. It's yeah. really
1: looking cool. The booster box arts have been like, those are great. Show- yeah. They've been shown. And I really love like the, the stylized artwork they've gone for because it almost like, it's almost like the direction at wizards of the coast said, Hey, Make this look and feel as if it were a J.R. Tolkien or yeah, J.R. Tolkien like novel. Like so the, the lines are very thin. Like yeah. artwork is very much like a watercolor or oil painting.
2: And there's definitely some like uh Ralph Bakshi like those uh old animated films from the seventies. I don't know if you guys have seen those. Some of that like art style yes. there as well. Yes, yeah. yeah. I was
1: like I when I was mm. nine years old, I broke my arm in half and mm-hmm. uh like <laughs> We were, uh, I was just laying around the house for like six weeks and my grandma sent me all of those Mm -hmm. movies on VHS. Yep. So I laid around and watched those for like weeks. Jordan, have you seen these?
0: No, I have not.
2: Oh, they're wild. So the Hobbit Mm -hmm. is like fully fleshed out and animated. And then I think they made a Lord of the Rings one where the budget sort of wasn't, wasn't really there to fully do it justice, but it's really interesting. The art style, do you know what rotoscopy is? I think I'm pronouncing that correctly Mm -mm. Uh, that's where you draw over live action uh uh, to produce an animation effect and they do that for like the nazgul and a lot of the big battles and stuff cool and it's very interesting if you're like an animation nerd uh the art style of that and like uh you know and then also like ralph bakshi's like a a legend for animated animation
1: yeah very cool it looks like very very early animation but it's done so well that it it just like really stands out as one of the better works from that t-
0: from that era. Yeah. Sweet. I got to check that out. Yeah. yeah very if, cool. you, if you like Lord of the Rings, they're worth checking out. Word. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, I like your enthusiasm. It's actually making me a little more enthusiastic for some stuff like this. Cause okay. Cause you're going to play these decks when I build this battle box. I actually, I was going to yeah. actually <laughs> specifically call that out. I'm excited by that idea. I really think a battle deck or a battle box for these decks is the best way to showcase them. And I really think, um, that's a kind of a cool way to approach a lot of these things is like, how do they play with each other? And how does that like, um, that like kind of story and that like art all play together instead of like, I know you like having, you know, your decks be a very like, Universal or singular style, rather. Yeah, I, I,
2: I was just saying earlier off mic that like I hate Ready Player One and I hate when things <sighs> are just mashed thoughtlessly together. And these crazy okay. magic yep. decks where
0: there's like all these different yep. promo arts that are ever all different styles. You don't like that. And I, this is a very cool approach, you know, where everything's going to be so similar and so unique and in its own world. I think mm-hmm. it's going to be very sweet.
2: Yeah, and I, I, you know, I think there's going to be more unique cards than even the Warhammer
1: 40k. Really, I wouldn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're only reskinning like a few, like Soul Ring. They will, but it's not the it's not the one ring. You know, it's like, um, but they are reskinning just a few cards, like Arcane Signet, Soul Ring, like staples that mm. are absolutely necessary. Probably a few lands, um, if they decide to like put Bond lands in there for the love, love. Oh God. please! Do we know Great. when this comes out? Uh, July. Yeah, July. So middle of the summer. It's this is like their premier product. I feel like that this is it, their it, hail mary to say like like if this product lands and we can bring in that new like uh like r- new player base like we can expand off that and we can create new IPs, aka universes beyond to expand our market in that way, keep our profits growing because we all know the trajectory of the game is not. Right, you know, like the, their current like structure of business is not going to have much longevity. Correct.
0: They need to find new revenue streams. Right. So
2: yeah, they're gonna sell the shit out of this.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. I feel like 100%. it's just gonna fly. Yeah. And unfortunately, I'm interested in this. Like, I want to play this. Yeah, they got me. Yep. And <laughs> you got got. Yeah, it's wild how they've taken these
1: magic sets and then they're able to tailor them to, because now Wizards of the Coast has rights to these certain things, they're tailoring them to, like, other products that they even do. So I wouldn't even be that surprised if they now structured this to be a and d offshoot, too, because they've done so many magic sets as D&D, like, offshoots, too. So uh, it'd be pretty cool to see them, like, branch into that.
0: Oh, do, like, D&D campaigns in different IPs? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Oh, that would, oh. Man, I'm in. I mean, yeah, that right. doesn't even <laughs> exist. And, and, and I, I pre-ordered it. Some small things do have, like, they have done, like, a few side-off things. They did, like, the Rick and Morty one and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And then, like, there's not Wizards of the Coast doing things like that as well. But having fully them in it, creating IPs or creating st- structure for new IPs, I think would be pretty cool. Yeah.
1: Like, uh, speaking of, like, the unique cards too that are like coming out for these sets there have been a few that have been leaked already like there was just a really small leak a few days ago about like uh they uh leaked Gollum, unofficial leak yeah, like well uh, I yeah, mean, yeah yeah it's someone who adds the inside inside track
2: yeah uh, uh, what is the reliability of this
1: uh they look pretty realistic okay <laughs> i don't you know there been like i remember when ellish and mother machines was like first spoiled like someone who created a fake card that had a way stronger effect than it currently. Yeah, we're all like, nah. <laughs> but uh, you know, this was one where everything seemed like very real. Like it um it was like Gollum was like a one mana legendary mm-hmm. creature that basically had a very similar effect to Ragavan, but worse. Mm-hmm. Where whenever it att- whenever it attacks, you exile the top card of your library and you may cast it this turn. Right. So um and then there was like Aragorn and Aowen as like a you know legendary couple there, and I can't remember what the last one was actually. So uh, yeah, just a couple of cards just that are mechanically unique to the set mm-hmm. that we're already starting to see like slip through the cracks a little bit.
2: Yeah. It, so the thing there is, I saw the same preview. Yeah. Um. Or the same leak, and if those are real cards, that gives a hint at what the power level of this set is going to be because mm-hmm. people are speculating that it takes the place in the release cycle that like modern horizons three or a set like that would take Ooh. there's a significant number of cards that are new in the card pool so uh what is the power level going to be versus say like uh commander legends battle for baldor gate baldur's mm-hmm. gate which didn't really have a lot of value there didn't have a lot of power there
0: there wasn't any balance to that set yeah
2: either. it's just interesting
0: so, that you say that because i was actually just going to say that i i the one thing that gets me excited about these new ips that they have to create new mechanics for is they explore a lot on mechanics and they end up kind of coming up with new things and mm-hmm. yeah uh, initiative
2: act- was not a mistake right for any eternal
0: oh right. <laughs> 100%. oh man low blow right now um so i'm excited as a cdh player um because i care a little less about like flavor per se in that world um for maybe some new things to actually become viable, some new, like cool, weird mechanic that for some reason just breaks something. And now we get some cool cards, whether they go into the 99 and actually shake up a few decks Mm -hmm. in the format, or just actually, I'm hoping like new legendaries, Mm -hmm. like, and then you get to play like, I don't know, Aragorn's fucking busted or something like that. You know, Uh,
2: to me, it feels bad and there's no basis for this. I admit that there's nothing. This is just my own prejudices. Uh, it feels bad to play against like a Walking Dead commander, but like, I, yeah, play. I'll play against Aragorn. That
0: feels good to <laughs> like, See, you know what that, I mean? I think you're gonna yeah. have a lot of that. It's just you know yeah. people are gonna take it and leave it sometimes. Um But yeah, for like, I like when they do this mechanically unique stuff. Like for the Street Fighter stuff, I don't think there's anything particularly broken but they did a lot of exploration and some really fun mechanic design everything felt like a head flavor for sure and honestly more often than not that's just what kind of leaves me wanting these days in new magic sets is actual mechanical flavor Mm -hmm.
1: we talked about it in our set review like of uh for all we won bro the design was
0: boring it's just boring like we drafted it and I'm, i'm just moving on it's fine it's fine but uh I want to see what they do with that. And so, like, that's my kind of my caveats. I'm not a huge fan of all the other IPs com- coming in and the more storm of products that we're going to be getting, but I want to see them be challenged to push out more interesting cards. Mm. There it is. Yeah. When they, I feel like when they're
1: responsible for, uh, you know like embodying a certain ip like street fighter they did such a good job at like hitting the flavor on point like chun Li's multi-kicker like yeah
0: like yeah. boom like uh i'll take a loss of power for a flavor for that like right. that's great and then We're, so, uh, i've seen dulcine
2: uh as a playable card Dulcim, with yep.
1: reach yeah yep. you know like be able to draw a card off that it's like we
0: just saw rachel weeks do that uh freaking uh what's his name Oh, the green monster. Um. Oh, Street Fighter people Ugh. are hating us right now.
1: Yeah, sorry, Street Fighter people. Green
0: monster guy. Everybody knows him. Orange green, hair.
1: Green and red. Uh, he does the shocking thing.
0: Anyway, yeah. Mm. Uh, <gasps> ew, this, wow, this is really embarrassing. This is actually really bad. Oh, just God. watch this. Just keep dude. stalling until Man, I can pull I'm just going to say how astonishing is that, Blanca. Blanca. Blanca! You knew the whole time. You were just watching <laughs> us suffer. I was trying <laughs> to think of it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Rachel Weeks made a really great deck of that, and it was very... It popped pool. off. It popped off. It 100%. made me want to build
0: the deck. Yeah, it's, it looks pretty fun. I think it's probably the best one from
1: this. So. Yeah, I think green red's just my flavor entirely because mm-hmm. that Blanca deck, uh, it just like r- it screamed at everything I ever want to do in, mm-hmm. in Magic. You know what? But I feel like the flavor
2: of Street Fighter is synergistic with the flavor of Magic. Like Street Fighter
1: could take place on the streets of New Capenna.
2: I sure. guess, you know, yeah. in terms of existing
1: worlds. I had always thought, like, when they did it, I was I, well, when they announced it, I was like, how are they going to tie these two things together? It makes me confident that they ever did a Mortal Kombat. Ooh. Like, I would, you know, I have confidence <laughs> in saying that, like, oh, they would be able to make that happen. Mm. So, um, with the Lord of the Rings having such responsibility to appease, a, well very devoted fans if anyone's going to buy this it's going to be the most devoted fans of lord of the rings when these spoilers start coming out you're going to see probably the most like faithful and like creatively unique cards just to like embody the world of lord of the rings
0: i I just wonder what the markets are going to look like on this like if it's truly a powerful set where it's more of a modern
2: but it's going to be standard legal set is it not uh, I don't think I think it's printed into modern, not in standard. OK, like, copy yeah. that. OK. Yeah.
0: But so, yeah, I mean, so it even encourages them and gives them the flexibility to make more powerful cards. So with that, plus the hype behind it, I am just worried how expensive it's going to be. I hope they print a lot. of. It.
2: I mean, if you look at the pre-order prices, I don't know about because we don't know individual cards. But for like boxes and stuff, like the collector's booster box is like close to four hundred. I think. Oh, I think it, yeah, yeah. The it's more super time, expensive, yeah. The more yeah. time
0: that goes by, the higher that's going to go. Yeah, I'm. I'm also, it's a premium
2: product for sure. That's how sure. they're they're selling. I,
0: it. I I would fuck with getting some of the maybe the commanders after I see what those look like. Um, Good okay. news, buddy! I bought all four commanders. You already you already unseen. signed up.
2: light us Unseen. <laughs> Let's
1: go. <laughs> well, you, uh, okay. So you said that you're also getting these surveys for university Uh, yeah 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 yeah. uh
2: buried the lead i guess i received a survey from wizards of the coast um just like hey take a quick 20 minute survey about uh, your experiences with the product um and a lot i would say what the survey was getting at was trying to elicit hey what ips what ip does our fan base like What universes beyond products do they want us to release with these IP? And um, for these products, like how frequently do you want us releasing sets that are universes beyond specific things? Mm -hmm. Um, Like that, that was the gist of it. That's what they want to know. And they were just like trolling for information like, hey, what do the fans want? How often can we sell you this stuff instead of just once a year plus secret layers? Can we do this set? can we do something like this quarterly and can we give you like my little pony followed by GI Joe followed by uh, fast and furious? I don't know. I don't SpongeBob know, followed by SpongeBob. You know what I mean? Uh, they asked, like, "Hey, what three IPs do you, do you want to see as universes beyond uh, sets?" Or like, oh, I should ask you
0: outright, which ones would you like to yeah. see? interesting. So, what did you put in?
2: Uh, for all three responses, I replied, "Tar." Have you have you seen that film? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> starring <laughs> Kate Blanchett. Uh, <laughs> it is uh, not synergistic with the product.
0: Jesus,
2: <laughs> I do love the film sincerely. Oh my it's a God. great film. Yeah. Uh,
0: That's fantastic. <laughs>
2: But yeah, uh so more of this is coming. Like For sure. For sure.
0: It's on their mind. Yeah. Yeah. I think they know they're gonna make Bank with Lord of the Rings.
1: I think I keep my ear to the ground more to Mark Rosewater's blog than I care to admit. But like whenever something comes up on Reddit where like he had just answered a question or asked a question, it always pops up there and he's always asking about certain IPs, which is just telling the community, Hey, this is coming. Like, how would you feel about like you like? How would you feel about a tar see or like? I would love it. I would buy the shit out of that too. (laughs) Secret layer, like set completely devoted to it or whatever. Like that is not a question to gauge the crowd and like, wow, would you like you know? Would you like this or not? It's no. It's like, hey, this is coming. Yeah. Like it's not hypothetical, right? How much more marketing do we have to do to get you interested? Interested in this is is pretty much the
0: question. Yeah, and for like premium versions, like, look at the Transformers that were in the Brothers War stuff. Like, that shattered glass Woo. feature. Holy crap, dude. Those are super fucking expensive. Did you see yeah. those, Ritter?
1: Uh, I have not seen one in person. They're, like, masterpiece prices. It's literally because they're impossible to find. Mm-hmm. So, like, the foils. The foils. The uh, non-foils, still pretty expensive, but, like, Jesus, the Megatron foil, like, the shattered glass one, is $800. dollars mm-hmm. It's insane.
2: Does Slicer have a uh, special treatment? He's the one that actually gets real competitive play. The
1: red one? Yeah. yeah. R- or Jordan brought this up. I had no idea that was actually seeing competitive Yeah, we should play. do... Oh, for do. real.
2: Like, if you look on Reddit, uh, people are talking about him.
0: It's pretty freaking sweet, dude. Yeah. We should do maybe a little episode just discussing it, because uh, I yeah, think it's really interesting. you got
2: to check this deck out. I really yeah, do
0: love, like, anti-meta
2: CDH decks. Also, it, Goad is the core mechanic there.
0: Woo! Yep.
1: That's literally, that's my wheelhouse, baby. Yas. I, uh, yeah. When Jordan mentioned it, I went and I looked it up and I was like, really? Like what universe is beyond card? Like, like that. And so I'm saying, yeah. And then he's like, "It just forces pressure on each, like your opponents are pressuring each other's life totals, you know, themselves. So yeah, I thought it was, uh, mechanically unique and actually really cool. It's like one of those, it's one of those things that's like very creative that plays really well into the game. So it does. I I don't know. Like Transformers is
2: sort of on the edge of like an IP that it feels like meshes with the game. Uh, but it, it happens. I accept. Yeah. It, you know,
0: but then you have like, you know, Rick's steadfast leader um, being like a $40 card. And for me, that just that world does not mesh.
1: Mm -hmm. does not
0: mesh well like the lord of the rings i think it's an easy sell it's a high fantasy world notice like orcs and elves everywhere yeah like we
2: we know how zombies work in the mtg universe
0: like right notice how the
1: like the general reaction to the walking dead like secret lair was it was negative Mm -hmm. like rewind to back when that like in 2020 nobody wanted to touch it like because the taste was so sour. Everybody around. was
0: saying, "I bet like I don't want to see it on my table." Uh, yeah, like, exactly. Want to play with that kind of stuff? But the instant you start bringing IPs that make
1: sense in the realm of magic and within its universe, you just immediately go, "Yeah, okay,
0: I'll play that Street that's, Fighter." That, that worked That's why this whole like Maro's like opt out kind of mentality that he keeps saying it's just like not feasible. It's just, like, you're going to, like, shit out a ton of different IPs. Some people are going to love it. Like, Ritter's going to love Lord of the Rings. But then, like, there's going to be a SpongeBob one, and people are going to be fucking pissed about that. And, like, you know, it's... You can't just have opt-out, because you're not going to be able to opt-out all the time. Yeah,
2: especially if you play a lot of draft or pre-release or EDH or anything. Like, you're mixing with other people. So you're going to be forced to play against slicer even if like you don't feel like the transformers fit with you you know you can't opt out of that you know
1: yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna tie together a few different points of conversation that we've had over the past few episodes but like when you are playing the walking dead stuff like you you don't like it because it doesn't make you feel like you're playing magic it it, it immediately breaks the immersion that is like part of the reason like we have product fatigue it feels like when i put four different types of foils in a single deck i don't feel like i'm playing magic anymore i feel like i'm playing four different card games mm-hmm. like the immersion of how you play the game is almost like one of the most important parts of playing the game
2: yeah if you wanted to play a walking walking dead card game i think one does exist like there's other similar things if you wanted yeah. to be immersed in that world you know
1: Right, Totally. So c- can you imagine like the Transformer stuff, it just breaks the immersion just like enough for me to like turn my head when I see it. But I know it's part of the game, so I- I'm willing to play against it. But what kind of artwork do you have to put on a SpongeBob card? In order for it to fit within the universe, like to fit within, like, like how much does that break the immersion? Like they're, that's what they're doing with secret layers. It's why they're so divisive, I think, is because you can sit across from a crater hoof behemoth drawn by a toddler, right. you know, like. Uh, or even you and I just made
2: a real life trade before this. And I had that beast within uh, secret Lair pulled, and I ultimately decided to not make it part of the trade because I was just like,
0: you know what? I feel like that
2: art doesn't fit, so it breaks immersion for me a little bit. Right, that in the deck,
0: I do like when they take the leap on those arts, like the, again, those cereal box ones. I think are awesome, but there is the other side of it where I think it's be- almost a better as a collector piece. Yeah, for and sure. it does break maybe the immersion. Sometimes it's cool to just have a deck full of fancy shit, but totally i can totally see you know the itali cereal box breaking immersion in Mm -hmm. the game when it all used to have very like used to be very immersive immersive everybody had a very similar style and stuff you know
1: um all these showcase foils like i get where you might want to build a themed deck like i'm glad they made kroxa into like the kaldheim like foil like with the titans and everything like that now build an entire deck with that immersion, like your commander is Kroxa, build the entire deck with that showcase foil. I challenge you. It's not going to be a very good fucking deck. Like that's, I don't want to play trash. I don't want to play garbage. So I wonder where it got off track to where, like, we wanted to see premium things. We wanted to see borderless foils. I think, I didn't think that borderless foils were something or borderless cards in general was something that was going to, um, bring us to this point. Like, I really thought that was the wave of the future. I thought just I, all I mean, cards were going to be fo- borderless at some point. No, nah, man. Like, if you, if they can sell you a little bit of something, they're going to
2: figure out every way to sell you that thing. You and know? for
0: me, I think when, when they figured out the whole borderless foil thing, cause I was there kind of for that inception, uh, uh I think that was like their first thing of like, oh, we can really start pushing this.
1: I got a whale on the hook.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like here comes the retro border foils, and everybody freaking came in their pants on yeah. that one. These people are not our friends. They're yeah, not right. looking out for us. They're they're drug dealers.
2: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So there it- are drug dealers
1: now. When it when it comes to universes beyond product, like the Lord of the Rings stuff, does is it printed with? the standard magic border. I think that's what was successful with the Street Fighter stuff is that the artworks were very uh, in line with what we expect to see on a magic card and the borders were just like that of a standard magic card. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's very easy, like all the abilities made sense. The whole text was yep. written out, very flavorful. So how like in moving forward with universe beyond product, how do they continue to keep us immersed with all these different IPs that have uh, general aura of not magic together. I mean, you know? I, I feel like it. they just need to be
2: judicious in what they choose, because, like, you know, Lord of the Rings works because you know, magic is stole so much from Dungeons and Dragons, and Dungeons and Dragons stole so much from Lord of the Rings, and Lord of the Rings is also just sort of general like an Ur text for like fantasy and, and, and that sort of thing. Um, and so... You know Neil Stevenson, The Wheel of Time. You can do a universes beyond with that. That works. Yeah. Like you can do all that sort of stuff. Like and that naturally fits. But that's not necessarily what they're going to do. What they're going to do is they're going to push the limits of it and be like, "Hey, you guys, also like, I'm not going to shit on SpongeBob because <laughs> yeah. listen, he's a real
0: one. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm not right, going to do right. it. He's a real. One. <laughs> but uh, like you know, uh, uh then the Teenage yeah. Mutant Ninja Turtles. That's I could see like look at four commander decks, four different turtles, oh, I four would different also,
2: colors. You know what? I kind of love that too. Jesus, that's uh,
1: you're a genius. Yeah. You freaking got Get him on the marketing team. <laughs> Can
2: you guys, shut up. We got to make this money ourselves. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, hire me. Yeah, we got to. I'll like, shill. Yeah, we'll boot like our own universes beyond product, uh, <laughs> going forward. But you know what I mean? They're gonna they're gonna just be like like Fortnite. And uh, stranger things and the things that are most popular in the culture that has the most number of people willing to spend money to get things associated with that. That's what they're going to choose, whether or not it meshes with Magic the Gathering's core philosophy and uh, does not break immersion because uh, fuck you for having those restrictions on on it. They're trying to they're trying to make money, buddy.
0: You know, they don't give a fuck now. No, I I like I want to see what a, a hand looks like in three years.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I thought uh, it was the most beautiful thing in the world to pick up a like a f- clutch of foils, you know, like if they all look bright. And then, uh, what does it look like? Uh, yeah, in three years with all this product, that's going right. to be hitting yeah, the shelves. I,
2: I know we're headed for the Ready Player One future. I'm just not happy
1: about it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All of us old heads with wanting to like uh, remembering the fond days when Magic, you know, was was at its peak for us, like the golden the golden days. Um, you know, we just have to find new value. We have to find the silver lining here. Yeah. So I think, yeah, we're going to continue playing the game. Yeah. 100% because I want to see cool, unique strategies. Yeah. We're kind of talking about dipping our toe back into CDH, kind of getting some new decks and rotation. Elish Norn really reinvigorated my passion to like make Zakama work. So, hey, man, you're welcome. Hey, <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, should we go play the game? We it's should a
0: magic day, baby. Turn some cardboard sideways. Let's do it Here you All right, y'all. It's been real.
1: Deuces. Thank you guys for listening to Mock Stars podcast. Check our links below. Like, subscribe. Peace. Bye. Bye.